0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to talk spicy i'm coach gene clemens thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me rate the show comment agree disagree but whatever you do keep it spicy five-star ratings are appreciated if you're joining me on the youtube channel make sure you like make sure you subscribe um it's been a while since i've been with you um obviously if you know anything about me then you know school has begun um we are back um and these kids are back and when i tell you they're back I mean, they are lazy. <laughs> My bad, peoples. I still love y'all. Obviously, not individually lazy, but just overall, um, as a, as a whole. You know what else is lazy out there in the sports world? Fantasy. I shouldn't even say fantasy. Let me rewind. Fantasy, or the ideals behind fantasy, has diluted the thinking of real sport. But nowhere is it more evident, nowhere do you see it more prevalent than in football. Because in baseball, in baseball, fantasy is based off stats. Stats kind of rule the day. So finding a better way to um, crunch the numbers, can not only help you be better in fantasy, but really probably equates to wins even more. In basketball, the numbers are the numbers, right? Um, but even in basketball, you see people inflated in fantasy or inflated because of their fantasy value based off of their stats, that you go, in real life, is he or she really them? Is he or she really them? Are they really that good? Are they that talented? Are they really about that life? You can't always answer the question. The question is not easily quantifiable. Not always. And in football, the correlation, the correlation between Someone's fantasy value and somebody's actual legitimate value to the team is so like it there's a chasm there. There's a chasm, and so what has happened is that fantasy, because it's quantifiable, because it's easy to figure out, fantasy has led to people being um. It's led to players being looked at as better than what they really are in real life. People with a straight straight face, and I don't have anything against um, Austin Eckler, but Austin Eckler has become the poster child for fantasy sports. He has been elevated in his stature as a running back. Not based off of the fact that he is actually one of the best running backs, but simply because his fantasy value is so high. But when we do when we crunch the numbers and we and we when we crunch the numbers and put them in real life, here's what you're dealing with. Austin Eckler has never rushed for a thousand yards, and that's in a season that includes 16 and 17 games how can he be looked at as one of the best running backs in the league? How can he be considered one of the best running backs in the league if that's what his numbers look like? If that's how he's kicking his game, how can he be one of the best in the league? How can he be this dude averages 60-something yards rushing a game? If you did that in high school, they would not call you a star. In high school, if you average 60-something yards a game, if you end up with 600 and some odd yards on a season, nobody's giving you a scholarship. If you double up and you have 600 rushing yards and 600 receiving yards in high school, nobody's giving you a scholarship, not in no no high-level school. Nobody. Unless, unless your 600 yards rushing came on like 75 carries. If your 600 plus yards receiving came on like 35, 40 receptions. The only way you are getting big time, big time thought process in high school, if you put those numbers up, is if the average per is so ridiculous that somebody says well if he's getting 9 yards a carry what if i gave him 20 carries a game that's real football that's how the stats look when you put real football into the equation it's only it's only when we look at things through the prism of fantasy and fantasy sports do we then elevate a guy like Austin Eckler to an elite level? You know why? Because six, because 60 rushing yards equals six points and 60 receiving yards equals six points. So that's 12 points. And depending on how many receptions, depending on how many receptions, In those passing yards, let's say it was seven receptions, five receptions. Now that's 18 points. And that's before we even factor in whether or not he gets a touchdown. So that makes him elite level in fantasy, but not elite level in real life. I have watched Austin Eckler. And as a coach, I have yet to go, hey, we got a game plan to stop Austin Eckler. If we stop Austin Eckler, everything else falls apart. But when you you game plan versus the Titans, who do you have to stop? Derrick Henry. You game plan versus the Giants, who do you have to stop? Saquon Barkley. You game plan versus the the, um, Raiders, who do you have to stop? Josh Jacobs. Against the Browns, Nick Chubb. Right. If you shut down the running back on teams with elite level running backs in real life, not just in fantasy. If you shut down those teams with players who are elite level in real life. Then that team usually loses. If you shut down Austin Eckler, if Austin Eckler has a bad game. Chargers still can win the game. How often do you see the backup running back outproduce the starting running back when there's an elite level running back in the in the fold? Austin Eckler is one of the reasons why the elite level running backs have been devalued and again, I hate this isn't a this isn't an indictment against Austin Eckler he does his job and he does his job extremely well. He is valuable. He is valuable to his team. To his team, he does what's necessary. But Austin Eckler is not an elite level running back. And yet, I just watched, and, and this this makes me question whether or not the players are actually voting in this NFL 100. Because I just watched him be ranked higher than so many backs that are way better than him, and it ha- it tells me, it tells me, that fantasy sports has a lot to do with the thinking of not just people who are not involved in football, but people who are. It helps to shape the narratives when. You talk about somebody and you go, oh my gosh, when they're, when they're doing, when we're watching like the, the news, we're watching the reports, we're watching Sports Center, and they go, Austin Eckler, oh, monster day in fantasy, had 19 points. And then you go look at the stats, he had 75 rushing yards, 40 something receiving, and a touchdown. And you go, that's a monster day. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs over here running for 200 plus yards. Derek with no passing game. Derrick Henry over here running for 200 plus yards with no passing game. Saquon Barkley putting the Giants on his back. Nick Chubb with a pedestrian passing game. Super conservative getting the job done. Christian McCaffrey in a dynamic offense and still putting up major numbers. Those are elite level backs. And yet, people want to talk to me about the fantasy value of guys and telling me that because their fantasy value is high, they are good in real life. Like they're 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 elite in real life. Just say they're a good fantasy running back. Say they're an elite fantasy running back. If you ask me, is Austin Eckler an elite fantasy running back, I say yes. If you ask me, is Austin Eckler an elite running back, I say no. He, in my opinion, is more the outlier. So trying to find others like that doesn't do you any good except except in the right offense. In the right offense, it makes all the sense in the world. Right? It's why Naheem Hines continues to get drafted or picked up by teams as a handcuff because you know he might get four receptions for 50-something yards. He might bust a touchdown. If you give him a few carries, he might pop one and people are trying to catch lightning in the bottle. But he's not Jonathan Taylor. Right? He's not Jonathan Taylor. And so we have to start understanding the gift and the curse of fantasy. Right? The sweetness of fantasy is that it allows all of us to be involved. It allows all of us to 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 manage, right? We're all fantasy managers. It's fantastic. It's great. The sour of it, the thing that that leaves an a, a, a nasty taste in your mouth, right? Is the fact that the fantasy then starts to skew the reality. And football is played in reality. It's not played on the stat books. It's not played it's not played on DraftKings. It's not played on FanDuel. It's not played in the Caesar's Sportsbook. Like it is played in real life and in real life and in real life if I need a running back, I have a list of names I'm going to Before I get to Austin Eckler, hey, y'all wanna know some some truth? I'm gonna give you some truth about running backs, right? People will tell you, hey, well, this running back is different because this running back can can run and he can catch. I have yet to see a running back in the NFL who cannot catch. Everybody will, will tell you that Derrick Henry can't catch, and yet in games, I see Derrick Henry catch passes all the time. Well, he's not an elite-level receiver. When do you ever need your running back to do elite-level receiver things? Was Marshall Falk more valuable because he could do elite-level things as a receiver sometime? Or was he more valuable because when you gave him the ball out the backfield, he was a monster? It's the latter. It's not the former just because somebody has receiving ability does not make them a receiver. If Marshall Falk was only a receiver, he would not be as dynamic. He would be good, right? He would be good. He he wouldn't be bad, but he wouldn't be Marshall Falk if he didn't bring that elite-level running back skill to the table. What's the difference between throwing a swing pass to Austin Eckler and a swing pass to Jonathan Kelly? Nothing. What's the difference between throwing Austin Eckler an angle route and throwing John Kelly an angle route? Nothing. Both of them are going to catch it. Both of them are going to get yards after the catch. Right? It's opportunity because of the perception. So the perception is, well, Austin Eckler is an elite level on receiving back. So let's throw him the ball out the backfield. Let's manufacture ways to get him the ball out the backfield. But the truth is, if, if he he goes down, you got to still throw the ball to somebody out the backfield because that's a part of your offense. And that person that you put in, guess what they're going to do? They're going to put up Austin Eckler numbers: sixty something yards rushing, sixty something yards or fifty something yards receiving, five catches. Maybe a touchdown. And in the end, somebody's going to start saying that Austin Eckler is not worth it. That Austin Eckler is replaceable. Because that's what we do. Well, we can create his production. That's what they're doing in New York. That's what they did in Minnesota with Dalvin Cook, who's still a free agent, even though he's a top 10 running back in this league, maybe top five. And he's unemployed right now because nobody wants to pay him what he's worth. That is the sour of fantasy. Oh, we could duplicate his production. Yes. But can you duplicate, can you duplicate his impact? Because when, when Madison came in for Dalvin cook, when Dalvin cook was hurt, and Madison was running the ball, he did a great job. The problem is he doesn't have the same impact as Dalvin Cook. And because his impact isn't the same, the team's not the same. Nobody's packing the box for Madison. They're packing the box for Dalvin Cook. Nobody's putting eight and nine in the box for whomever the backup running back for Tennessee is. They're doing that for Derrick Henry. They're not packing the box. They're not packing the box for all of the backups in New York. They're packing the box for Saquon. And so on, and so on, and so on. You know who else they're not packing the box for? You know who else they're not selling out to stop the run for? You guessed it, Austin Eckler. So just based off of the offense he plays in and the opportunities he has, he's going to be able to do more. That's the difference, ladies and gentlemen. That's what makes this different. That's the difference between fantasy and reality. A great fantasy player can be on a trash team. A great fantasy player can be on a trash team. If high schools had fantasy, right, and you go to the most garbage team in in that high school's area, you can find one player on that team who balls out. Does that mean that player is good? Or does that mean that the team is so trash that that one person has to just do it all? Oh, well, such and such is really good. He had a 1,000 yards rushing. And then you look at his competition, you go, oh, well, of course he had a 1,000-yard rushing. He was playing against all these little academies and teams that barely have players. Like, of course he's going to be good. Of course he's going to put up numbers. Can you compare that to this, where, where guys are playing against killers week in, week out? There's so much that go into fantasy. There's so much that goes into fantasy that will equate to fantasy points that is not considered when you consider what real football is. Of course, am I more likely to pick up a running back who's going to be playing against a bad defense than I am a running back that's going to be playing against a top 10 rush or top five rush defense? Of course I am. That makes sense in fantasy. That makes sense in fantasy. But in real life, if I've got Dalvin Cook or I've got Austin Eckler, in real life, I'm starting Dalvin Cook over Austin Eckler every single time. It doesn't matter who I play. In fantasy, uh, what's the matchup that week? Right? Austin Eckler's going to get his even in a blowout. You know why? Because they're gonna dump the ball off to him a million times in a blowout. Whereas Dalvin Cook in a blowout, they're gonna get him out the game. You know why? Because the game's over. We might as well save him for another day. It's the it's the yin and the yang, it's the it's the good and the bad, the sweet and the sour fantasy. Until we get our brains unhinged to fantasy numbers and fantasy production and being good in fantasy as a way of thinking about someone being good in real life. We'll continue to, to, to have really, really awful takes on who's in this league, why they're good, and who they can help in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. You do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five star ratings are appreciated and if you join me on the YouTube channel. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Till next time. Peace.